Hey guys, I want to take a second and remind you to check out our friends over at AJS Designs Boutique, where they make gifts for the ones that you love the most. They're awesome. They make anything from bow holders for your little girl to hat holders for your little man, shadow boxes, and so much more. They even make art display signs to show off your little Picasso's masterpieces. All the items are customizable. They're easy and fun to work with. Come up with a gift that's special for you or anyone that you love. Follow and like them on Instagram and their Etsy shop at AJS Designs Boutique and at AJS Designs on Pinterest. They just made some awesome stickers for us that we're so excited to get out to you guys. So again, follow them on Instagram and their Etsy shop at AJS Designs Boutique and at AJS Designs on Pinterest. Shows you guys fucking giggling. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh my lord! <laughs> Welcome to Uncle Buck's house. I am your host, Kyle Buck. I do have a co-host. His name is Nick Oaks. He's one of my best friends in the world. <laughs> I love it. What were we laughing at? Our producer and host with the most over here at Flyover Studios, BJ, the BJ. Um, anything goes here. We have some very fun things going on, some fun conversations all the time. It's where it's going. 060606. The mark of Take the out the zeros. Yeah. That McDonald's is the devil. Uh, oh, God. Beach is like, real glad I gave these guys a show. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Uncle Buck's house. Uh, we are uh, joined in the studio today by local comedian Joe Bates. That's Joe Bates. Me. Joe Bates, which is actually the name of his album coming out. Yeah. Uh, what's the release date? On, is that coming out on next Friday? January twenty second. The album is coming out. The All right. Album is called Joe Bates. Joe Bates. Joe Bates by Joe Bates. Very self titled. <laughs> and we're gonna have an album release party. The White Rabbit. Yes. That's almost sold out. So, so the, that's will be happening uh, tomorrow night. By the time you're hearing this, so this will drop Thursday morning. Oh, and gotcha. so 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 everyone should uh, get out there tomorrow night and go pre and pre order the album. Be sure you get out there and do that. That'll boost all the mm-hmm. all the uh, iTunes metrics and whatnot. Yeah, so, that'd be uh, great. I want to be the first comic ever. The first comic ever to be number one on iTunes. No comic. <laughs> no one's ever done that. No one has no. ever done I, that. Before. Yeah, I can't imagine. I actually thought about this the other day. I'm like, has this ever happened? And I couldn't think of one. No, you can't. Um, maybe so, Weird I mean, Al, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe Weird Al. I thought Carrot Top probably at some point in the late Never 90s. Never heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, no, you guys should uh, should get out there and pre-order that. Uh, Nick, how you doing, man? Doing good, man. You Happy good? to be here. So uh, you you and I had a couple of, uh, of interesting uh, nights this weekend. First of all, I want to shout out um, uh, Helium Comedy Club. I went out uh, Friday night and saw uh, TJ Miller. Um, we we went to the Late Show Friday. It was pretty fun. Nice. Uh, really had a good time. Slippery Noodle um, was a great spot to go catch a little live blues, you know, ahead of time and 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 get down there. You know, even in, even in today's 
circumstances, you can still go have a good night down who, in Indy, which is pretty who cool. Who were the other comics on the show with DJ Miller? Uh, BT was the uh, w- w- was the opener. Yep, nice. absolutely. Uh, he did a wonderful job. He he got a great energy started in there, and TJ uh, is a master of crowd work. And that was it was a the late show is always a great time to. To, 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 to see that work so I wanted to give a shout out to uh, to Helium for a fun night um, and uh, I am really feeling still getting home at 4 a.m. Um, I uh, don't do that very much anymore now I re- remember why I slept for 13 hours the next day and uh, still feel it I've had four hours of sleep so today it's a good, it's a good party night I don't there sleep I have two go. kids and I normally <laughs> don't do this yeah, I mean it's it, it's one of those things that you, you even said coming into this. Now, uh, uh, you, you popped by Harder Brunch earlier, which shout yeah. out to shout out to Dyke and Chris. We had them on last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and so they've been treated you well. I'm sure. Yeah, no, that's I, how they do things. I'll be honest uh, to the podcast uh, listeners out there. I've uh, been drinking. <laughs> yeah. Or is uh, uh, I ain't drunk. I just been drinking. I think it was Merle Haggard. I think I'm, I'm drunk. Yep. <laughs> Um, but but no, I uh, uh, was super excited to to hear about your album coming out because that that's something that you know you know hasn't been a lot this year. I know a lot of mm-hmm. folks around this area had a lot of big plans that were just curved, and yeah. uh, and so you got this recorded kind of right before things shut down. Is that right? Yeah, I recorded it last last January, almost a year ago, um, to the thing, and then it was tough because I had to give and to create COVID. And then, so nobody else would have any albums. <laughs> so no one out. would have anything. So now that's would, a conspiracy theory. That well, is. Yeah, I. It's not a conspiracy. It's the truth. <laughs> I created COVID nineteen. I killed over a million people. But is it going to be worth it to be number one on iTunes this weekend? I think so. We'll find so. out. <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, so you you recorded it down at the uh, in Houston, right? In Houston, Texas, yeah, yeah the at, secret group, secret group, very nice. How, how did w- was that something that that you had booked up and was like, you know what, this would be a great place to record a record, or were, did you have a lot of spots in mind and, and that's where you landed? Um, I knew people at the secret group, which is a really cool club in Houston. Uh, there's a lot of really cool indie shows and one nighters and stuff, and I knew all the people that booked there. But I started in Houston over oh okay like nine years ago, you know, very cool. So I knew a lot of people in Houston. I was like, I can sell out shows in houston and yeah. everything that's kind of my base of fans yeah um, and when i say fans obviously i mean family and friends that are just <laughs> converted into fans absolutely um, absolutely so uh but no it worked out really well two <clears throat> sold out shows and they went really well and you know katie was there she did some guest set she's my girlfriend is to the right of me right now and i gotta mention her um, but she is the best, and she did a guest set on one of the shows and killed it. So it was really good. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, uh, but Katie actually is going to be on uh, our February thirteenth show at oh, Kettle nice. Top coming up uh, the, awesome. the night before Valentine's Day. So, uh, and we're we're going to get. Uh, uh, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you're right. Um, but uh, we uh, are looking forward to getting you and really on. Uh, check out Girls Just Want a Podcast. Got to throw that plug in there. Yeah, no, here, that so. podcast is great. Absolutely, girls just want to blank. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so 
so you, you you get this album recorded, and I think the, you've dropped a clip off of it, right? I've dropped a few clips, yeah. Uh, uh, so the one that I saw, I really related to um, because you talked about using the CPAP. Yeah, yeah, I'm fat. And hey, I mean, I got to tell you, it's the best thing I ever did in yeah, my entire dude, life. Yeah, you fill out a chair real well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> best decision I ever made. It. So here's my issue with the CPAP. Is I was using Lincare. I don't know what your CPAP supplier is, but yeah. I use Lincare, but they don't talk to me no more. Yeah. So I don't get supplies, and I got a hole in my tube, so I can't use it. For the last uh, two months, I've been sleeping without a CPAP. So oh, me and Kate, no. which means me and Katie have not been sleeping at all because yeah. i've just been sitting there yeah you're just fighting for your life for eight hours yeah, and yeah. she's like worried i guess about me <laughs> living. i'm pretty sure buck died a few times back in college yeah, yeah. we were yeah, we yeah. were roommates oh, and sure. i i had 911 on speed dial <laughs> i thought it happened several times yeah you needed that on speed dial Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. It was well, when everyone has like three or four numbers. Siri on. wasn't a thing yet. If Siri was a thing, it wouldn't have mattered. But I mean, you know. it's three digits. Anyways, <laughs> I um, but yeah, he changes the medical professional supplies or whatever. So I should be getting supplies soon. There you go. But I've not been sleeping well yeah. uh, at all. I'm. I, if you guys can tell, I'm a little bit manic and uh, 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 not here. It's because I'm drunk. But <laughs> it's also because I've not been sleeping well. Yeah, no, that's that's legit, and I, I I guess I bring that up just to to say that you notice when you don't have it. Like like honestly, um, it's it's one of those things where if you at home are like on the borderline about whether or not you know you might want to snag one just because you like maybe feel weird about having the mask on. Trust me, it's it's worth the Darth Vader sound. You know oh, what I yeah. mean? Yeah, I was talking to a buddy of mine who's in a, a a wheelchair. He's got a horrible cerebral palsy. He'll probably die before me. Lucas Waterfell. <laughs> um, he was saying that like we're taking pills and like uh, vitamins that other people didn't take at our age, so we'll probably live longer. Because I'm taking like a daily probiotic. I'm taking a multivitamin. I'm taking a because I have heartburn horribly and turmeric. And uh, also using a CPAP, so I'm, I, you know, I'm just doing that early until yeah. I'm like 50, where I'm like, oh fuck, I'm dying. Yeah, my dad's got a CPAP. We share it. We sleep <laughs> together. Um, we try to do different masks together. He's yeah. a nice guy, but um, <laughs> we're, we're we're part of a uh, CPAP share program. Yeah, yeah, it's a great I'm, Facebook group. I'm hoping that I can just be fat for a long time. That's the goal. <laughs> Absolutely. Is, Figure out I'm fat early, so I can mm-hmm. just be fat forever. Just, For sure, kind of know how to live with it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. I don't want to lose weight. I'm not going to exercise. Come on. <laughs> I mean, but you know what? What do we do? Honestly, I mean, this whole thing could come crum- crumbling down at any point. Yeah, yeah. You well, know, might as well be fat. If we starve to death, we'll live longer than all these skinny <laughs> dumbasses. Like <laughs> Nick. That's over, true. Nick's got no weight to him. He'll be dead. Two o five. Two o five. Big hard two o five. Oh, I remember that. elementary school. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I was actually one in high school. I was one eighty five, and I've gained seventy pounds since high school, which Dang. is kind of a crazy number to say. It can be. I mean, that's like uh, that's a big number. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's a small person. What are you six two? I'm six three. Six three. Asshole. Seventy three. Damn it. Seventy pounds is not that much then. Yeah. I was one eighty five in high school also. Oh, and really? I'm only I'm I'm only six foot. Oh yeah, I got that three. If I put yeah. seventy pounds on. My six foot frame. Oof. Yeah, you look like an idiot. I would look terrible. <laughs> I'd look like the brown Oompa Loompa. Yeah, I'm wearing a coat and gloves right now, everybody, if you're wondering. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is that like a uh, just in it, case you're wondering? Is that is that a COVID thing, or do you just not like touching? Is things? this a COVID thing? I don't know. It's also like just third, you know. <laughs> it I, is cold I've as fuck outside. I've never had gloves in my life. Oh, so you're just like checking them? You're just like wearing I them get, in? I got two pairs of gloves for Christmas. You're making so up for lost time. I'm just fully gloving it right now. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. If I had more than one glove, they'd be on right now. Yeah, dude. It's cold as hell outside. It is chilly. Otherwise, you'd be forced to dance around. And that's a conspiracy theory. Why is winter cold? I mean, <laughs> hey, it's not everywhere. You know, how does winter pick and choose? Where does it get, yeah. you know, cold? Well, you know, you go the, the the same winter as warm as hell in Florida. What did they do? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Who, who? I, I think I can guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to know who came up with those names anyways. Winter? winter spring? Fall? It was. I, uh, I can understand four, fall. It was four people. It was Alex Winter. It was Jim Spring, Fred Summer, and uh, Ed Hurley, um, <laughs> and they they agreed on what it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. He's like, well, it clearly didn't. My like wife's Hurley. name is Autumn. We'll yeah, go with that. Yeah, one. yeah. I don't yeah. want to get into those wife stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not that you know. Back when yeah. white guys, Hurley's an interesting fellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love him. I'm lost. He used to make good shoes too. Yeah, dude. Wait, you mean like Paxson Hurley? Do you is that remember, what you're? You don't remember the Hurleys, the skateboard shoes? Paxson, Paxson, Paxson. Wait, son. are you talking? I don't about, know if Paxson made it. They were at Paxson. Are you talking about Heelys? No, they made Heelys too. But there is a name. There is a brand called Hurleys. Dude, Heelys is something I wanted so much as a kid. Oh yes, and never got them. Yeah, and honestly, I'm happy that i didn't because i feel like i hurt myself very much oh i i yeah there's no way like like roller skating in and of itself you know was a risk i used to i used to roller skate rollerblade regularly because i played roller hockey oh yeah um but before before that that when i was in sixth seventh grade roller skating was just the thing people did mm-hmm. that was our fun thing we go to the roller skating rink and just kind of go in a circle for a long time hurley uh they are actually a swim like a surf company but they make skateboard stuff too yeah oh, good, for them. good for them yeah I, I i remember seeing all that shit pac sun was like you know the 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 you know place that you got to go tell your mom that you were going to go hang out for like three hours <laughs> you know and then you had to bring back some clothes that, you know, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. You yeah, don't. dude. Yeah. I'm going to um, be 100%. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so with the album dropping next Friday, you have the – who who else is on the show with you over there um, at the White Rabbit? Oh, on the, the White Rabbit show, the album release, Dwight Simmons will be hosting. Cool. Uh, he's got two albums out. Absolutely. Um, also say- never been number one on iTunes ever. He hasn't. I don't believe so. <laughs> wait till I wait till I get there. <laughs> um, Sam Griswold will also be on the show, Very writer cool. for Bob and Tom, like a head writer for Bob and Tom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Katie Hetledge, number two in Indiana's Funniest. Uh, Lucas Waterfill, who is one funniest in Indianapolis, funniest in Cincinnati, and he's in a wheelchair, so you know he's funny. <laughs> and uh, Trent Mabry, who ah, won Funniest yes. in Indianapolis. Yep. Really, it's honestly the show of the best comics in Indianapolis, all opening for me. <laughs> um, and I can't stress this enough. It is about me. Um, <laughs> it is Joe Bates, Joe Bates, Joe Bates by Joe Bates. Uh, I'm coming out 2022. You can buy an iTunes, pre-buy an iTunes and Amazon Music. <laughs> don't listen on Spotify because I don't make any money off that. And I want to make money off you, the listener. So please buy the album. 
Um, <laughs> I love your honesty. Yeah. Well, no, and and, gotta, and that's legit be because you know in in the in the modern climate that's the sort of stuff that the, that a you know person who consumes any type of uh, of art needs to be conscientious of. Oh yeah, is, totally. Is you know you, yeah you can go listen to to albums and whatnot on Spotify, um, but if there is a pre order option, you know drop the twelve bucks or whatever or the ten bucks or the whatever it. Costs. Apparently, if you're number one on iTunes for the entire weekend. You can get on Billboard. Oh shit! I doubt that's yeah. gonna happen for me because I feel like everyone's pre-ordering it, and you want to do it before it's sold out, folks. Yeah, um, <laughs> you want to pre-order before it's sold out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. digital digital gets sold out. Yes. You know, I'm talking about BJ. Hell yeah, that guy's never smiled in his life. Um, <laughs> what I'm just saying at the end of the day is that I'm the greatest comic you'll ever hear, and uh, you need to buy my album. Okay, I think well, Drake's coming out with an album next week. Never heard of him. <laughs> he might take that number. I don't one think spot. Drake's coming out with a comedy album. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, about are we talking number one in comedy? Or are we talking number one overall on iTunes? Comedy. I, yeah. Look. Okay. We, I that need, makes sense. I need as many extra things as I can to get number one. I need like s- simple genres. Um, Drake, unless Drake's got an album coming out with comedy about how much he is sleeping with sixteen-year-olds, I don't know. <laughs> If it's gonna compete with mine, <laughs> hey, I mean, in today's conspiracy world, it might. Who knows? At, at a certain point, he could be like, you know what, this is good for me. <laughs> but I mean, it's 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 one of those things that, like, you know, it's it. Ho- hopefully, it does. Hopefully, it does drop. Hopefully, it does get you on the billboard. Because why the fuck not? You know what I mean? It's one of those. It's one of those kind of you know pies that everyone can get a piece at some point. Yeah, dude. You know what I mean? There's it's it's not like you know. Again, I can't stress enough. No comedian has ever been number one on iTunes <laughs> ever. So I'm trying a, to be the first one. It's a, it's a brand new thing, never been invented. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. actually the first one. 2021 is the first one. Yeah. The, like you, may iTunes have, just got made. Yes, exactly. I, I, anything else was like beta versions, yeah, and yeah. so you know this will be the first live. And I ain't no beta cuck, right? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, we'll yeah, find yeah. out how we'll, we'll find out how. Well, to, we'll see if I'm not number one on iTunes. I'm looking at somebody else being number one, so maybe I am. But I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see how it goes. But man, I I really hope it does. Um, I hope it does drop pretty well for you. Um, do, Same do, here. Do, do you have? <laughs> do, do you have much of uh, material? No, no. That's, that's it. That's the album. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, I uh, I I wasn't gonna say it, but no, the um, like it. Is there? Are, are you booking a lot of stuff behind it? Are you like, well, how's 2021 looking? Has there uh, been? So I've done a bunch of podcasts. Yeah. Uh, I've probably done like 20 podcasts in the last few weeks, um, which has been nice. But no, I haven't done stand up live yeah. since like the first week of November. So this is the first thing I haven't done like stand up since the first week of November in January. Um, do I have a lot of shows coming up? No, man, it's a weird time. It's a weird world that we're living yeah. in and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like I'm waiting until somebody asks me to get on stage to do sure. anything because it's, what, there's like maybe two or three venues you can get up and do comedy at Indianapolis. And yeah. outside that, it's yeah, a lot of people are booking more locally than 
not. Yeah, um, absolutely. Well, and and you know that's uh, that's certainly a, a very real sort of thing. You know, um, wh- which is all the more reason why I want to you know extra- stress to the listeners that if you get an opportunity to go support live local comedy, you should do it. Just because it's a it, it's a thing that isn't as readily available as it once was. Especially February thirteenth at the Kettle Top, in yeah, I, Indiana. Yeah. I'm not on the show. Yeah. You guys will miss me, but my <laughs> girlfriend Katie Hetland's number two in Indiana's funniest. She'll be there. And yeah. goddamn, whoever the other comics are, they're probably pretty good too. Probably better than me. A good reason not to book me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. They're all really good. It'll be a good show. Go see yeah. that. It, it, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Steak dinner is going to be available. Not Last year's oh, show yeah. was awesome. Oh, cool. Oh, I yeah. wasn't on that show either. Yeah. Um, <laughs> steak was good. <laughs> yeah, cool. the steak was steak very good. Dinner. It's good steak. It's a, yes. it's a New York strip or ribeye? Uh, ribeye, I believe. Ribeye. Yep. You, can't, you can't go wrong with a ribeye. You really can't. We uh, bought a ribeye recently. We cooked it at our house and... Uh, it was pretty good. Yeah. How 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 do you do it up there, Joe? What's your what's your pro? Do, do you do you do a fancy steak or are you just like a salt and pepper type of guy? Oh, we're we're not adding a lot of sauces and yeah. you know style to it. We did sure. salt and pepper. We just did some ribeyes. We cooked it medium rare, I believe. Hell yeah. And uh, yeah, it was good. We, we you know we're not, a, we're not a steak family back in my house. <laughs> yeah, but, you know we had steak every once now and then in yeah, 2020, yeah. and it was for sure, decent. absolutely. I'm a reverse sear guy myself. Reverse yeah. sear? What's that mean? You uh, there's it's so okay. You set the oven between 200 and 275, depending okay. on um, how long you want to wait to cook the steak, um, and. Let's say you put it on 225 for, uh, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes. You'll probably mm-hmm. get a medium rare to medium steak. And it cooks in, internally that way. Um, you put it on a baking sheet. And I use a cookie a cookie cooling rack. I put that on the baking sheet. And you put the steak on the cooling rack so the heat gets underneath and it circulates well. Do that for about 10 minutes at 200, 225 and then you, at the t- uh, while it's cooking, you heat up a cast iron skillet. I use peanut oil. Yeah. Get it as hot as you possibly can. And you uh, take the steak out of the oven and you sear all sides, even the side, for about a minute. For 45 seconds, depending on how, you know, charry you like the tops of your steaks and sides of your steaks. That's really interesting. You- it is by far the best way that i've had a steak it, I'm, gonna my, ha- I'm gonna listen to this podcast just to write that down it, <laughs> absolutely it beats the restaurants personally yeah, and yeah. even if you get like a choice ribeye you know you don't have to get a prime ribeye or anything like that i mean could i tell you about the restaurants in indianapolis so like saint elmo's doesn't make a great steak they make great shrimp cocktail mm-hmm. you know but like we man i my the company I used to work with we used to go to weber grill for christmas and I was Yo, like, what shit. the fuck are we doing in a chain restaurant Yeah, to eat a goddamn steak? You know, yeah. you want to go to a place that no one knows of or, like, there's only one of. You don't want to go to a place that makes steak the same way it does at 50 locations, you know? Right, yeah. right. Have you heard um, of Prime 47? Have you been there? I've not been to Prime 47. If you guys like a good dinner, it's it's not cheap at all. But I'm really rich, so it's fine. <laughs> I thought so. I'm almost the richest person you ever had on this podcast. I mean, that blazer you're wearing. I own three planes. <laughs> uh, then I think we get a ride on one, right? I mean, is, isn't that a part of the... No. <laughs> as long as you tell me that which sucks. island it's going to, I yeah, think yeah, I'll be yeah. okay. Not the pedophile Yeah, we don't, do the, we don't do that Epstein shit. Yeah, we don't do the pedophile island. You know, that's where he's really at. <laughs> hey, I mean, 
Who knows? Uh, from Stakes to Epstein. That, that yeah, changed. that it's, happens. That's that, what we do here. Every time I things talk to jump, somebody. Things <laughs> jump all over the place. Oh, which, which actually I, I mentioned to Joe earlier that uh, we wanted to ask you to bring us if if there's a conspiracy theory that you have that's maybe your favorite or one that like you just you know find interesting or you don't know why people are talking about it. So I will say this: like I I've been thinking about this pretty hard for a while, and uh, we were watching a show called How to with Jeff, uh, John Wilson. Uh, How to with John Wilson, which is a very funny and perfect comedy on HBO Max. But in an episode of his, he brought up a thing that has always bothered me in my whole life, and that was the Mandela effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then like, Berenstein Bears. Berenstein yeah. Bears. <laughs> I remember Berenstein Bears and not Berenstein. Right. My mom said, no, it's Berenstein. Like, we we're yeah. all on the same page of what it's supposed to be. And it reminds, like, growing up, I always had this feeling about parallel universes or parallel dimensions that I think is real. So I'll be driving a car, and you'll see an exit ramp. And in between the exit ramp and the highway, you'll see those barrels. And I have a quick thought of driving straight into the barrels Mm -hmm. and dying. And then my whole body will shake, and then I'll keep driving on the road. And I always thought that when my body shakes, that means I'm feeling myself dying in a parallel parallel universe. Hmm. I like that a lot. I'm very much into the idea... This is this is what I tr- and this is what I'm getting into. Um, my thought is this in a conspiracy theory is that I believe whatever life we're living, we were experiencing the one that's going to live the longest because whenever we die, we just go to the other universe where we don't die. Right, sure. right. It's like a it's like a continuous circle. Yeah, essentially. That's exactly. Best. And and that that explains essentially how the universe works also i mean you look at a planet or you look at the gas within the system that gas came from a planet or a star that exploded and it spewed its essence and it mm-hmm. created other planets or you know other nebulas or solar systems and it repeated itself and at the, and that's what it is it's just a cycle of repetition now i guess my conspiracy is why is that cycle there like what's the purpose like everyone has the purpose of life but what's the purpose of the universe yeah like so, you, so you're saying that that we have planets and stars explode and we are experiencing those things happening even though we may not be seeing that happening what is the purpose of all that well just what is the purpose of the concept like why i guess why does of the universe the, uh, ex- of the life cycle just why i guess like in, in to sum it all up why does the universe exist itself <laughs> i why? mean that's well that's I, a- I gotta figure it out <laughs> um let me i'll take this one kyle um the universe exists because january 22nd joe bates joe bates joe bates <laughs> by joe bates is gonna come out Boom. and you need to buy this album because hey. it really is you see how reason. i did that there yeah. i did that purposely <laughs> there you go joe but- killed it Going back to your point, I think that what you're talking about has sounds like it has a lot to do with my idea of um, uh, uh, deja vu. So, like, uh, now some people say that it's natural for the human mind to have i to have thoughts like. I'm going to drive right into this tree, but it's our self-preserving, you know, uh, instinctual mind. That's like, no, don't do that. Um, and, but at the same time, in a thought like that, there, 
is probably a universe like like they, they say you know the ideas like string theory and the multiverse theory you know the fact that you had that thought there's a there is a timeline somewhere in which that manifests, yeah. and so um, I think that that uh, Nick and I have talked about this. Like every decision that we make um, creates a different timeline and, and a different option. So I I think that to an extent, like you know that there are theoretical things that exist currently to support the idea that that you know because you didn't have the idea to to drive into the you know middle pylon that you know there is a universe in which you know you had a distractive driving moment and you did drive into that pylon or um and maybe you just are subconsciously like crossing into that for a second so yeah i like that that's uh that and and i i tend to tend to agree with that idea but there's gotta be there's gotta be a follow-up because we're not driving into it right Mm -hmm. yes so if we're not driving into it we're constantly making that choice why is my life constantly the choice and i'm making that choice because we're transferring to our next self in a different dimension Oh, okay. So, so, so what you're talking about is that now is that because the Joe Bates uh, that had that thought did drive into that pylon, and now this new existence of Joe Bates has taken that Joe Bates' spot that exists in the same formation in every way, except it didn't do that thing. You transfer souls together. Yeah. Right, Interesting. Right. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna add something to that. So, what if those di- those different existences was one existence so because you know time is not time is not really um the way that it works here is not really how time works in the universe mm-hmm. so if we're looking at it as a circle and like buck said there's the these circle. there's these um you know other timelines going off of this circle that creates more circles and so forth so that that initial that very first Um, circle that is your first life force and that life force has created all these other pathways and that has itself created alternate perceptions and within the perception which of you know where you've died that and that perception of your life that's where you died and then your soul circles back around to where you didn't choose that and you continue on going like you said yeah so that would be a reality or maybe you or kyle didn't make that choice so you guys are living in that reality still yeah where i'm not there anymore because i'm i moved on to where my I don't want to say like a prime reality or something like that. Yeah, but just or like a base, or, or, or like a or we, like a base. We all of. kind of converge into whatever reality we live the longest in. Sure, okay. and, and yeah, and that and that you know um, through that. I mean, I guess that that is you know pie in a way that like you know anything that has existed is existing or will exist numerically kind of is represented in the non-stop integer pie and so that that you know kind of supports the idea of this you know and now there are some timelines where you know um you know things go shittily you know more shittily than others and uh you know that's that's like a very sort of cloud atlas. Like I, I don't, I don't know if you've seen I, that. Movie. I've not seen the movie. I want to see It's kind of how it's kind of how that works. Is that that time and you know time relatively on on Earth moves forward. However, these you know these paths of soul keep 
repeating, but all in slightly different fashions, but they keep finding the same points and counterpoints, gotcha. you know, through their existence, which I think is, uh, you know, kind of, kind of lends to the, to the weird sort of perfect balance that, you know, is not only spoken about in, in hermeticism, but like, you know, the, the, the yin and the yang, the things you can't control and the things that you can, you know what I mean? Like, um, Maybe that's what the cycle is. Maybe that is what's maintaining the per- the balance is the perpetual motion of that cycle, you know, maintains that balance. Yeah. Man, I'm going to be some, thinking about that for a while. Some now. good I like, shit, I, I like, Yeah, I like that. I Hell like yeah. that a lot. I like that a lot. Um, but yeah, I think... Uh, and you uh, can hear me talk about it on Joe Bates, Joe Bates, Joe Bates. <laughs> by, it's not on the album at all. Yeah, well, hey. <laughs> but I listen mean, to the album anyway. Yes, and and, you know... Uh, we're, we're, we're going to say it again, go check out, you know, the show on the 22nd, the, 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 the record yeah, release show. Uh, uh, let's, let's get that album pre-ordered and, uh, yeah, I think, is there anything else you want to get into? I, I think, I think we got about wrapped up there. You got, you got anything else? I think we're no? good today. All right. I'm good. How about you? You good? Anything else you want to throw in? <laughs> no, man. That no? was a cool twenty minutes. Dude. Yeah, was it? Was it only twenty minutes? No, it's only thirty minutes. Holy shit! Sorry, my time is way off. <laughs> Fuck. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, what was uh, what was that video you said with the shark? I want to watch that. Oh, Divas Blues by LL Cool J. Okay. Fuck. My time is way off today. <laughs> He's usually on a, He's yeah. usually right on time with about forty five minutes. No, one, no wonder you guys looked at me fucking weird as shit. It's, I mean, it's you're the t- host. It's tough. No, I know. I is weird. Yeah, it's I tough to bring up a conspiracy theory that just it, it, blew my mind, and just, then I'm like, it, I don't know where to go from there. Just explains everything. To yeah, certainty. yeah, absolutely. See, um, what, what, what was the name of that song? Uh, uh, Deepest Bluest by LL Cool J. Deepest Bluest. Um. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna see LL Cool J as a shark, and then die, and then go to himself. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I'm a dude, but that dude. What what if? I mean, that could be. um, uh, (laughs) No, we no, 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 (laughs) not at all. (laughs) Stop whatever. Yeah, yeah, don't even finish that sentence. But no, I does he wear a shark outfit in this video? No, that's what I'm picturing, dude. His hat doesn't even turn into a shark. Uh, well, I'm a little disappointed now. It's gonna. It's it's very good though. It's crazy lyrics. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. Did this come out when he made Deep Blue Sea? Is yeah, that, of course. Is that is, that, it, is that what this like is? Like my from? favorite movie ever. Classic. I do know this song. I did not know this is what this song was called. Whoa! I mean, this is nipples hanging out. That is the most gangster synchronized swimming I've ever seen. He doesn't show up till 51 minutes into the movie. I know. (laughs) He had, but he he had a pretty good. He had some pretty good parts in it. He's a chef. <laughs> he's, he was, he's my favorite, actually. The acting in that in that show was. You know, I'm just wondering what's there. around the what's uh, behind the call to have the synchronized dancers. I'm like, and the, just in a nipple shot. I, 
I gotta be honest, if you're the white guy that has to put a fire hose to LL Cool J, you gotta feel a little weird. <laughs> You're just like a new PA. You're and like, they're like, hey, this seems racist. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Samuel L. Jackson? Yeah, dude. Yeah. he was in there. Oh, yeah. So there's a scene in this movie where, like, the glass breaks and water pours into a room. And in reality, they all almost drowned. Oh, shit. In real? Yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah. during the shoot? Yeah, during oh, the shoot, wow. they almost killed, like, every actor in the fucking movie. Oh, my God. He also almost drowned during this music video. From the... Sp- <laughs> he, drown- he, like, raps underwater. Oh, shit. He does. I remember that. I thought that was like a digital effect, though. He was really underwater. <laughs> yeah, he was really underwater. Probably not the smartest it's the thing. It's the stupidest thing ever. <laughs> I love it so <laughs> much. Fucking digital effects. <laughs> that is so crazy. Take a deeper. Take a deeper. His are are his eyes? Is he wearing like the? Out. Yeah, he yeah, is. Okay, okay. He's a shark. Oh, so he's like slowly turning into the shark. Yeah, dude. He's now a, he's I a see shark. what's up. But <laughs> that's my favorite line. I ate your ancestors. The ocean is haunted. <laughs> so good. But yeah, he's got shark eyes. Yeah. Because he's turning into a shark. Even though in the movie, he's never a shark. No. He's just he actually a chef. kills the shark to in the movie, I yeah, believe. Yeah, the shark turns an oven on and he uses it against them. Yeah. Is that Michael Rappaport? That is Michael Rappaport. Yeah, Michael Rappaport is in this movie, yeah. I yeah, thought, I thought this was a, visu- uh, a visual effect. No, he's gonna drown. See, his hat doesn't turn to a shark's fin. It doesn't make any sense. I thought he said my hat is like a shark's fin. But his hat never turns into a shark's fin. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying now. That would have been better if his hat would have turned into a shark's fin. I love that sure. font. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the that's the classic music video font. Yeah, it is the best. That, ain't and that. it just says fun. Anytime, this, I, anytime I see that, I know, it's, I know it's a BJ, last song. Uh, BJ, I got to tell you, thank you so much for bringing that up, man. You, you're killing it, buddy. He, he's he's the sharpest there is, the quickest there is. Isn't that I what Michael right. Jackson? Uh, Ma- Michael right Jackson, Will Smith line. Uh, um... I do the, have to uh, say, I hope that was the... Uh, I think that was L.O. Cool J's last song he came out with. It might be. He did a Man, sitcom for a while with Jason good. Alexander that I liked a whole bunch. He um, did yeah, what? Know, he did a sitcom where he like ran a personal gym. Jason Alexander was his buddy. There is a line in that sitcom where the girl he likes asks them. Uh, she goes, "Hello, whatever his name is," and he goes, "Hello, Cool J. What would I? What would you do if you were me?" And he goes, "If I were you, I would take a bunch of naked pictures of myself and send them to me." <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good line. I what mean, what is yeah. this on? I have never heard about this. It was sitcom. a sitcom. Hello, Cool J had a sitcom with Jason Alexander. It lasted maybe less than a se- half a season. Interesting. Okay, that makes sense. That definitely makes sense. I mean, I because he jumped out of the sitcom game pretty quick. After that, he jumped into like he CSI yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and all that shit. Let me, uh, let me see if I can look him and Ice T. Yeah, and um, 
I saw Icy last week on uh, on the um, Mass Dancer. They they don't just do the Mass Singer now. They do the Mass Dancer. Uh, we saw it was Ice T. Ice T on that. Ice yeah, yeah. On yeah, yeah, yeah. I wa- I watched that. I watched that show a lot. I'm a big fan of uh, the Mass Singer series. The Mass Dancer is very bad. Yeah, and I just I don't w- see how they could be able to like dance in those outfits. It I doesn't mean- make. It's, it, you know? Yeah, it's not entertaining at all. Yeah. It really is like kind of like they have to do all this extra stuff to make you figure out who the person is. Where Mass Singer, you can kind of figure out with the right. singing and stuff. Yeah, Mass Dancer is really. It literally could just be anyone in a suit. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. my favorite, two of my favorite episodes were the was one of the uh, it was the one with Lil Wayne, and the other one was with Busta Rhymes, and. For some reason, Buster Rhymes did the Mass Singer. Yes, and for some reason, nobody could guess that it was either of them. Like who? Like come on now. Well, I, mean, I mean, you know who, who Lil Wayne he, is. What did he sing? L- Lil he, Wayne he was got kicked off early. Oh shit! L- Wayne sung. I think he. I think it was a um, a Lenny Kravitz song. I can't remember what it was, and I can't. I, I'm not sure what Buster sung, but you know whatever song it was, there's. They're not changing their voice. You have to literally do. It'd be auto-tune. hilarious if uh, if Buster Rhymes did a Buster Rhymes song and just <laughs> nailed it. And, and they're just like, well, it can't be the artist that they played the song for. I don't know. Uh, but like, yeah, that's a. Uh, we watched Face Off this weekend. Nice. Um, we uh, I hadn't seen that movie in God. I I can't even tell you how many years. But when, if you take that movie for what it is, and you take the plot holes, and you kind of live with them it's a pretty badass movie i have to say it's one of the coolest screenplays with nicholas cage yeah you're saying a movie with nicholas cage was a badass movie don't ever argue yeah. nicholas cage is a better actor than johnny depp and i will stand by Ooh, that. that's an interesting comment and i'm not mad at it i like well that he's take. drunk so <laughs> that's true well, see, but I'm I, but i'm not and and i i kind of can see that because i mean you can't you, he's cameron poe you know what I mean? Like Cameron Poe is one of the most badass actors to ever. I mean, the better, most badass character. I can't find this LL Cool J. See Mandela effect. It's not real. It probably never happened. There's no way that it. Didn't you probably imagine. Watched it. it. He owned a gym. I also watched <laughs> a. Uh, I also watched a, a wizard movie with uh, Sinbad that apparently never happened. A wizard uh, movie. No, with no Sinbad? that was Shaq. Yeah, I watched. I remember watching Kazam. Kazam. But yeah, I thought yeah, yeah. there was a Sinbad one as well. And there and uh, do you remember what it's called? Yeah, maybe we talked about this already, BJ. Um, but yeah, I could have sworn that there was like that there there were a bunch of people who could have sworn they had the copy of this VHS, and it was a genie movie with Sinbad that kind of came out with uh, in the coattails of Kazam. And mm-hmm. I can't remember what it was called, but uh, but uh, there are a lot of people who say that that movie never existed be- and is like a Mandela effect thing. But Interesting. but I don't know. Um, but uh, but we watched uh, Face Off and we watched Con Air, but we haven't watched The Rock. And it's like those are just you know, I don't know. Those we are just, pretty good. The I mean Nicolas Cage in the '90s is just you can't get that much better than that. I, okay, yeah, the older Nicolas Cage movies. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna say I'm not arguing like, with that. You know, The Wicker Man wasn't bad. Like, I love the National Treasure movies. Those are good. Um, which those are some of my favorite memes to come out of the Capitol. That's were all the conspiracy. ones with, with National Treasure. Well, not just that, but also like I just enjoy like puzzle movies. Right, right. You know, anything with like a you know some sort of puzzle you have to put together. Um, it really was like the like the Diet Coke of the Da Vinci, da Vinci Code, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Like <laughs> that's a great. It was the kids' bop version of Da Vinci Code. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> the people don't like the Da Vinci Code. I don't know why they don't like it. I think I it's mean, great. That um, they were supposed to make Inferno, but then this COVID stuff happened, and Tom Hanks, you know, he got accused of well, not accused, but yeah, all that, that stuff <laughs> happened with him. Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a whole that's a whole weird sort of situation. Like, there's no way knowing. I mean, uh, what you mean the sitcom? I think I think the I think I might be an idiot. So I think the sitcom (laughs) was in the house with LL Cool J and Jason. Yes, and Jason Alexander was never on it. In 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 the house for sure was LL because I did watch that. I watched that and I thought it was Jason Alexander. Jason Alexander was never involved in it. So he he owned a gym in in the house, right? Yeah, Yeah, he owned a gym in in the house. That's so I thought Jason Alexander was in it. I thought Mandela effect, bro. Man, maybe he was. That's why you're so into it because it seems like it's taking over your life. Honestly, I thought about this so much. (laughs) So let me tell you a story. Um, so when I was a kid, you know, not a kid, when I was in high school, I remember this thing about the Oakland Raiders. Some player in the Oakland Raiders had died. This is before they were the Las Vegas Raiders. And uh, the next game they played, and there was a pigeon that uh, flew down during the kickoff team. This guy died. It was on the kickoff team. And they kicked the ball off, and the pigeon, like, kept his lane, you know, after they kicked off and everything. And they tackled the guy. The pigeon didn't tackle him because he had the body mass. Um... <laughs> And after the game, the guy was like, that pigeon, that was our buddy who died. You know, our buddy who died, that was the pigeon. Which means in this guy's life, he died and went to heaven. And God goes, what do you want? He goes, I want to I wanna go back. <laughs> and he goes, see your family and friends? He goes, no, I want to go back to the Oakland Raiders. And he goes, well, I got to make you a pigeon. Yeah, you know, I, <laughs> I don't want to make a human. I don't, I don't know if we could just hit rewind. Because you got to be an animal. And the guy goes, I get it. I totally get it. <laughs> and he goes back as a pigeon and he runs the, mm. the route. And he does this whole thing with the Roblin Raiders. And uh, I was researching it for a joke. And I found out that never happened. <laughs> so, oh, so you thought it really happened? Yeah, all that really happened was a pigeon just flew with the kickoff team. No, nobody died. There was no dead guy. There was <laughs> oh, no... just someone made up that someone had died? <laughs> no, no one had made that up. He just oh. thought that. I just remembered it that way. Oh, interesting. And so uh, I was... <laughs> Like, oh fuck yeah <laughs> uh, I, am i crazy am i yeah. a crazy person but no one wants to think they're crazy so i'll just make up a fucking lie <laughs> that is a conspiracy theory yeah <laughs> well make and, myself feel better about myself and i mean it's it's uh it's a it, it's a strange sort of thing because i think there are a lot of things in general that like um uh I, I, someone, uh, oh, I saw online the other day that, uh, uh, there's a guy on a podcast I listened to and they just were joking about the fact that he, for the longest time up until recently thought that a gazelle was a type of bird. Like hey, that was just, idiot. yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> he's a goddamn moron. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't disagree. Can I clearly <laughs> define you can figure out what a gazelle is pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and he did. It's just that he never got to a point where he needed to look it up to like cross reference it. Yeah. So he just like had all these like context clues over the years that he just was like, oh yeah, it's totally a bird. Until someone was like, no, look it up, and he's like, I'm a fucking idiot. Why would cheetahs eat a bird? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's a good point. Uh, I guess they're cats. Yeah, I mean that's that 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 would make sense. Uh, but yeah, no, I I think that I think that like. 
I don't know. I think we all... The, the ironic thing about them is I think a lot of us have them. We just don't know what they are until they come to light. You know yeah, what I mean? It's I, think a, it's, I think it's just because we're... Uh, you had a lot of trauma in your life? I well, mean, not even trauma. I think we're just all really stupid fucking people. I mean... And we I just right. remember things wrong. So sure. we're like... Well, I, I the don't The memory wanna, in I and of wanna, itself is a faulty thing. Yeah, I don't want to admit I'm an idiot and a stupid idiot. So no. I'm just going to have this other thing because it's got to be this crazy other thing. Well, what's in, So what's interesting, I guess this is another conspiracy. Um, there are... There's there's been studies put out where you know um, if you've dealt with a lot of trauma, um, there are ways that your brain copes with that. Some people, I actually have a friend, um, he blacks out like if anything gets too stressful for him. He went like his trauma as going up through his livelihood, Mm -hmm. it was so bad that now that he's an adult, if his body goes through it, it feels like he's going to die. This is what his doctor told him, so it just shuts off and he passes out. Interesting. Like when his trauma gets too bad. So the studies say that your so, brain comes yeah. up with events and fills in the traumatic events with events that are not as traumatic. I'm not obviously the Berenstain Bears. That's not a traumatic event, but it is for me. Depends <laughs> what library you went to. Bro. These bears are humanoid. <laughs> <laughs> they they speak words. What but the like, fuck? think about when the television started to show a lot of traumatic events. Like that started. Nine Eleven was kind of. And we've talked about it on here before. Nine Eleven was kind of the real send off. What is Nine Eleven? Oh <laughs> well, you know, it's a three Talk letter about number. A parallel it's universe. A, it's a. It's only three numbers. I got it on speed dial. So. Nice. Hi yo, call back, and he's uh, not even the comic. That's good talks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. No, I get it. So trauma, you know. Yeah, yeah. So the but but. So, like, all of the trauma that's been put on TV, some of these studies are saying that this that they're in, that they're doing this to purposely mess with minds, essentially, like a mind-altering device that's not necessarily a device. It's just a medium, which is the TV, the media, whatever it might be. Why would we remember all of the trauma, though? You don't. You're, you, that's, that's the whole point of it, is they're feeding this trauma through the tube and through media, and your brain sees that as trauma. So what you're going to remember of just a regular event that has nothing to do with trauma, it may not seem right because we're being bombarded with traumatic event after traumatic event gotcha. after traumatic event, and your brain it, it doesn't know how to cope with it. Yeah. And you, so, like, if I never met you guys and I saw that you know you guys died in a car accident, you know it was terrible. You were about to get married and all this, and Jesus, you know, a lot of insinuation. <laughs> I would, I would feel something to that because i'm married i have kids and if that happened to me and my wife that would hurt and that leaves a traumatic response even though i have no response to you like i I don't know you guys at all i can relate to that and unconsciously there is a traumatic response there i may not know that but unconsciously there's a traumatic response (laughs) we do business deals and well um, so, I mean, yeah, no, I, I, I think you, you hit onto a good point. That's also sort of um, part of the conversation re- regarding the, over, the um, overexposure we have to just information in general. You know, the, the average person takes in an exponentially amount, of, uh, amount more information um, than, you know, previous generations ever did. You know, wh- whether they read every newspaper, you, you could read every newspaper in North America and still not consume the same amount of information a news feed can have. And, you know, 
a couple hours. Right. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it, it's pretty crazy. And so, um, you know, when, when, you know, that just that inundation of information um, and then trying to kind of like, you know, a, a, everyone hopefully, uh, okay, not everyone does, but everyone hopefully is, you know, um, knows that getting inundated with information, you kind of have to sort through some of it. You know what I mean? You kind of have to look at like, okay, well, here's what, you know, this source said, here's what this source said, here's what, you know, and then kind of see where they're coming from. And like, you know, hopefully everyone's taking their information in that way. But, um, a lot of people just get inundated with information and don't know what to do with it. That's why I only listen to Newsmax. <laughs> <laughs> com backslash. Uh, They're the only ones that get it. You yeah. know, there, ain't even, it well, there wasn't even a capital insurrection. It was the Antifa people. They're <laughs> crazy. Hey, I mean, it's a weird sort of thing that you can have. Um, you you can really have. I'm just kidding. It was not Antifa people at all. Yeah. It was a it was a very pro Trump people that <laughs> ran with the Capitol almost. Well, and, and that's and I actually think it was agitators myself. I don't think it was either one of those. It was yeah. it was a, an event that was orchestrated. Obviously, people were hurt. That stuff was real. There yeah. were there were Trump supporters there. That stuff was real. But there were also, um for lack of a better word, actors there that were put there to do certain things, to make the crowd go certain ways and do certain things. Similar to what, sim- similar to what happened with BLM, if you remember, I think it was Dallas, they had bricks lined up on um, sides of the street. I mean, pallets of bricks. And there were people literally telling the crowds which way to go and orchestrating. And the crowd's not going to ask a question. They're there to protest. They're just, they're going to follow suit. And that's what happened at the Capitol. The same exact thing happened at the Capitol. So let me ask you something then. This is a, a thing my buddy brought up to me about the Illuminati. Mm-hmm. He said, you're telling me that there is all these uh, type A personalities who all want to be the top and the best and they all agree on something. I don't know. You know, on, be, on being what? On, on like, on like uh, if you have a group of people that are all like the top people, you know, the people in charge of everything. Yeah. And you, they're all agreeing to do something. No, they're all think they're the smart person, not the other people mm-hmm. in there. Sure. And then you want to go into like acting and stuff. I just think, and this is, you know, I know we're a conspiracy theory podcast here. <laughs> um, I just think. That if there is enough people to do this acting or uh, of that sort, that somebody would be like, well, here's what happened. I was paid to do this because there's no amount of money in the world in a, in a society that we live in in America where we can get paid so much to make a book or be on TV that they can make where they wouldn't come out with what happened. That's that's yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. If it was a different type of society and not capitalistic, you know, maybe I can understand that we were forcing to be an actor. But when you live in a world where you can you can make a book and be the number one bestseller, or you can be the person on TV to be the first person to do that, it's like uh, what's the what's the the game theory. Where like you have two criminals, where if you out the other person and the other person outs you, you get zero time. Or if you both say don't say anything, you get three years. Mm -hmm. I feel like game theory really kind of 
proves the idea that there there isn't crisis actors because if there was this amount of crisis actors somebody would have come out and said something because there's well, no way they're getting paid that amount of money money and and they yep. may and they and if there are and i don't believe in crisis actors either i i mean i just believe these are people um and i believe these are people that are in bad spots and when you're being watched 24 7 and listened to 24 7 it's easy for people who would want to orchestrate something like that to find you and to find out these things and these people they do this to their own colleagues they blackmail people like i mean that's the whole hillary clinton thing it's you know th that's what this is about They're, i mean they blackmail people they blackmail each other all the time and, and uh we've had um discussions on this show before about uh the kkk that is one thing that they did that that's how they recruited so many people is they would go into a um uh uh town or a city that was decimated that has been decimated by poverty and the jobs have been ran out immigrants have come in um they go to they specifically pick towns like that because those people have nothing to hold on to they have like they're living their last breath and then yeah. and then this person comes in and says i'm gonna do this for you i'm gonna do that for you but you have to do this you have to swear to hate all colors but why you have to swear to do this or in the crisis actors case you have to swear to not say anything or i'll kill you and your family you have to do this so that you so i mean yeah what what you're saying totally possible but i also believe what i'm saying is totally possible as well and we've also seen recently lots of examples of not necessarily you know the the acting but the blackmail the secrecy the treat like we that is that's been prevalent everywhere and it's coming from our leaders so i think it is very very um possible for their for them to be to place actors and it doesn't have to be very many if you have one and if you have three people on the same page in a crowd and and you're talking on you're talking on earpieces you're communicating with each other you can control a crowd that i mean there are people who are trained to do that they're they're trained to control areas and to control response responses of crowds well but but i to, to get back to your point uh joe is that i don't know that that anyone who would assume that role and i tend to agree that um you know it's it's it, if we're talking about anyone being an agent provocateur or whatever or someone who just who just who just has a, an end mean of chaos um that they could potentially be motivated by more than just money if you know we live in a world where you know they have 5000 data points on us and if they know where we go to work, where our parents live, where we, you know, spend most of our time or what have you and whatnot, uh, you know, as well as, you know, whatever, you know, PayPal account you have or, or what have you. There there are means of coercion outside of just simply paying someone. And if you have some sort of information or, um, you know, blackmail on someone, you can get them to cause a bit of chaos. And if you tell them ahead of time that doesn't matter if you get caught or not you'll be squared away. They don't have to worry about saying anything. They just they just wouldn't decide that from the beginning. So now Occam's Razor says that what you're talking about is obviously most likely, and this is just, you know, simply an idea. I think it's easy to get a group of people to who live a somewhat sheltered life to say, hey, this person is your problem, and this is why your life isn't as good as it is. And people will accept it because they're looking for any reason mm -hmm. 
that sure. their life isn't the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, which is why I think things like the Capitol happen. Um, there are people that are um, not correct in how they think. And, like, I mean, you would assume, as Nick said, you would assume they're actors. I would assume they're just people that are more extreme, so they act upon it, which causes a mob mentality to be like, well, that person just did it. We're all on board. Um, the Black Lives Matter thing, and comparing it to that, it's, I don't know. One, the Capitol is without any proof. The Black Lives Matter thing is with with video that was out there, multiple videos of multiple things that happened to actual people. Um, so it, I don't want to. I, I I personally, and it's fine if you guys do. Well, it's not fine. Um, I personally don't want to compare the two things because one is without proof, and one with, is with video proof of multiple things. Um, You're talking about the justification behind the action. Yeah, the reason for the action. Exactly. So, like, I, I, it's hard. I don't want to. I don't want to compare what happened at the Capitol with what happened to the Black Lives Matter thing, personally, because I don't think they are similar in any way. Um, whether actors pushed a mob to do that, or whether there were some people causing uh, chaos within the Black Lives Matter <laughs> movement. I just think they're they're two very uh, different things. One clearly, had a bunch they're of cop- clearly very different yeah, yeah, things. Yeah, yeah in, in, in that context, the, the the reason behind the two, you know, yeah, absolutely. Um, however, the 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 end result and the handling of those and the the result of them, given given the context, I think that you know, you, they they have to. Um, uh, have some sort of correlation because of the fact that now I, I do agree with you in, in, in the fact that um, there was literally no justification for what happened at the Capitol. Uh, and I do believe that there is more than enough justification for um, protests to happen in, uh, in the BLM situations. However, um, you know, there, there were a lot of, in my mind um, lines crossed in regards to uh, you know, small businesses, you know that were in the way and you know if we're going to talk about collateral damage you know what i mean i i think that's something that needs to be kept in mind i i would say if you look up the cost of damage caused by black lives matters movement i don't have the stats on hand because i'm a little drunk uh compared to stats that happened during like sports riots and oh sure property damage yeah it's it's less than what happened during sports riots. Like yeah, right, when right. Texas wins a national championship and everyone flips buses sure. and stuff. Uh, yeah. It's not this huge property damage that everyone wants to push <clears> on you. <throat> and if you look over on the country itself on all the Black Lives Matter movements, there isn't all this riots everywhere. There isn't all this uh, attacks that everyone That's wants true. to say. It's, uh, uh, it's a very forced issue by certain media outlets that want to represent what the damage was you know and i think i think it's frustrating because if you're comparing these two where one is attacking our actual democracy and one is fighting very hard for equal rights uh it's very hard for me to say these are similar 
Well, I, I think I think I don't think you, you understood what I was saying or maybe I explained it wrongly. I was not comparing the two. I was comparing that Antifa was at both. That's what I was comparing. And that's the correlation. Antifa was at both doing the same thing. And that doesn't make sense to me. They they claim that Antifa was at both to, you know, push BLM uh, uh, perceptions. And then Antifa was also at the Capitol riots pushing Trump um perceptions that doesn't make any sense to me I, I don't think antifa was at both right and i that, that that's what i'm saying i don't like antifa yeah. is not a thing that that's exactly that's I what agree. i was saying is okay, that cool. the people who are antifa are these for lack of a better word unaffiliated third party right you can call and it that. and i yeah because i was not a that seek to aim chaos on you know uh and, and people were, who don't necessarily aim that because i yeah. i do i do 100 percent um believe that uh, the gross majority of everyone who showed up and showed out for um, the BLM protests had nothing but good things yeah. in tension. And I have no reason to think that's not the case. Um, but the, the, the correlation that I think we're bringing up here is just simply about those that they quote unquote say, you know, Antifa infiltrated. I think that unaffiliated third party agitators had a, uh, benefit in making both situations look chaotic is what I was ultimately trying to say. And it, it's the chaos theory. Like, yeah. and, and, and you said it earlier, the, the mob theory, you, or the broken glass theory is really what it's called. You see broken glass, you see somebody destroying stuff, you, you're going to go join. That's, and that's, if, if there were or were not agitators, that for sure is, is what happened. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, if if they would have never said that Antifa was here, Antifa did this, Antifa did that, I would have never assumed that there could have been actors or there could have been agitators put in there. You you would have just thought, well, these are just these are just Trump supporters. These are just who they are. They just wanted their president to win. But as soon as I heard the word Antifa, that just that why would they yeah. be there supporting that when they were just against that? And somebody what somebody got ran over by a car because of so because of all that, you know at whatever uh, greensburg or greensboro south carolina yeah, i, I yeah. think i think certain media outlets would like people to believe what they would like them to believe oh absolutely 100 percent. that's their job for sure um and i think that that's you know sort of the, the the main thing to keep in mind is that you know um we do have this magnifying glass on you know uh on you know two ends of the spectrum where the gross majority of everyone resides in the middle. I think, you know, um, not that they don't need to be taken seriously or whatnot, but however, at the same time, you know, not everything you see on the TV is what, you know, is yep. the 100% truth. Seattle space needles, a uh, prime example of that. If you look that up, look up the Seattle space needle, New York city, cause they can make something they can record I don't think a, the Seattle Space Needles in New York City. Or uh, I mean, I'm sorry, it was NYC. <laughs> or it, the um, New Year's Eve, not New York City. No, I, I knew what you were going. For. Um, they they took a live video f shot of the Space Needle and then digitally altered the screen to make it look like a light show was going off. Like that's the era that we live in. That's the capabilities that that screen has is to completely make us think that there is something on TV when there really could be nothing at all. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, at, at the end of the day, uh, I think that, you know, if everyone kind of, you know, 
you got to watch out for your square 20 feet, I guess, is really all you all we can control. And it's, uh, you know, I don't know. I guess I don't know what else to say after that. <laughs> but uh, BJ, Wu-Tang. where are we at? We were at a, about an hour or so. We're over. We're over. All right. Your time is so bad today. Like, well, uh, let's go ahead and remind the folks to get out to see. <laughs> yeah, this is a good. Joe Bates. Joe Bates. Joe Bates. Joe Bates. Yeah. 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 You can go see my. You can buy my album on iTunes, Amazon Music. Joe Bates. Joe Bates. Joe Bates by Joe Bates. And uh, you, I'm doing a show at the White Rock Cabaret on January 22nd. It'll be a good show. Lucas Waterfield, Trent Mabry, Sam Griswold, Katie Hetledge will be on the show. It'll be a fun, fun time and a real weird, weird show. So Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be a whole lot of fun. And also the tickets are on sale. Uh, by the time you hear this, tickets will be on sale for the February 13th show um, at Kettletop. And, uh, you know. We look forward to it and follow me at Uncle Buck's house on all social media. Um, Nick, where can they find you? In Oaks 55 on all social media. Hey, there we go. How about and, that? Uh, yeah, you can follow the podcast at Uncle Buck's Cast. And um, thanks, y'all, for coming by. We are going to be going out to the Wu Tang Clan uh, Triumph. And hypotheses can't define how I be dropping these mockeries. Lyrically perform on robbery, flee with the lottery. Possibly they spotted me. Battles guard showgun, explosion when my pen hits. Tremendous, ultraviolet shine blind forensics. I inspect view through the future, see millennium. Killer bees sold 50 gold, 60 platinum. Shackling the masses with drastic rap tactics. Graphic displays melt the steel like blacksmiths. Black Wu jackets, queen bees ease the gutsin. Bumble with patrolmen, tear gas lace the function. Heads by the score, take flight inside a war. Ticks hit the floor, die hard fans demand more. Behold the bold soldier, control the globe slowly. Proceeds the blow, swinging swords like Shinobi. Stomp rounds and bound for prints of solid rock. Who got it locked, performing live on your hottest fly. As the world turns, I spread like germ. Bless the globe with the pestilence. The hard headed never learn. This my testament to those burn. Play my position in the game of life, standing firm. On foreign land, jump the gun out the frying pan. Into the fire, transform into the ghost rider. A six pack and a street car named Desire. Who got my back in the line of fire holding back? What? My peoples, if you with me, where the f you at? This is crazy, then they tryna twist my beer cap. It's caught adjourned for the bad seed from bad sperm. Got my wig fried like a bad perm. What the blood clots? In low spots, you wanna think twice? I think not. The iron lung ain't got to tell you where it's coming from. Smooth and Navarone, tearing up your battle zone. Rip through your slums. I twist thoughts from the heart. Try to intrude, loop my voice on the LP. Martini on the slang rock, certified chatterbox. Vocabulary Donna talking. Tell your story walking. Take cover, kid, what? Run for your brother, kid. Run for your team. And your six can't rhyme groupies. So I can squeeze with the advantage and get wasted. My deadly notice reigns. Supreme, you're for this base.